Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Grace. I'm Christina. I'm Mary Payton. And I'm Mike. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. We're here to do our favorite thing of all. Mm-hmm. Which is Breed. to talk about books. Oh. oh, yeah. No, you're right. It's just going to be a silent, <laughs> silent episode. Oh my gosh. We're just ASMR reading. I love that idea of that. <laughs> That'd be cute. That's just like cute. fluttering of pages. The occasional uh, sniffle into a hanky. <laughs> <laughs> the clinking yes. of the teacup on its saucer. It's actually pretty beautiful. Sl- a little slurping if your coffee is just a little too hot, you know? <laughs> Um, but yes, we're going to be doing a little year in review books we've read in 2023. How's everybody feeling about that? <clears throat> I feel great as I <laughs> have hit my reading goal this year. Woo! Whoop, whoop. Congrats. This year was 60 books. Last year, you might remember that it was 100. Mm-hmm. This year, I decided to also have other hobbies. <laughs> Good for you. This time last year, Christina, you were sweating it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not recording this like on Christmas Eve. So we record these early. And last year, I had not yet hit my goal when we recorded. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really hit that goal, guys. <laughs> Calling yourself out. Uh, but then I did hit the goal, thank God. But I was like, it's going to be really embarrassing if I end up not actually doing this. This year, I've actually already done it. And I, watch me. I might even get to 61. You're swimming oh. in time. <laughs> you got so much Bonus. time left. Mike and Mary Payton, how do we feel about our reading this this year? Um, I feel I feel good because I really sort of this year let go of having a goal, and that was right for me this year to just like yeah truly enjoy it. And well, you've read some really excellent books. Yeah, mm-hmm. I f- I really feel like I read the cream of the crop this year. So yeah, I'm, I've been so yeah. excited for this episode. Quality over quantity, totally. Mm-hmm. And then if you have neither, your <laughs> Michael, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I was waiting to go last. What uh, a I'm like, the, I'm like the flunky of the group this year. I, uh, I've been in a big book reading slump, but mm-hmm. it could be a whole nother episode about psychology or something. But mm-hmm. I've the past year, I've been so stuck on shows and books that I've already visited. Like I've been in my mm-hmm. comfort show and books phase. So mm-hmm. any book that I started this year that was new, I didn't finish it, and it wasn't the book; it was me. Yeah. So like, this it's not year, you, I, it's me. Right. So I had to use that line on my books. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm so sure they took it just fine. <laughs> my TBR pile has gotten huge. I continue to buy books all year long. I know. I and then you last time I saw you, you were like, "Here, I bought this book. I'm not going to read it anytime soon." And I right. was like, "All right." <laughs> I pick out books that I think y'all will like too, just in case I don't get we to it. That, I can though. pass that, the book on. It is. That's a good friend. Our love language, I think, yeah. is like book recommendations. But yeah, I legit went, I got through two books this year and I've already read them both in past years. But isn't that more, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, is that more than last year? Uh, it's, I think it's on, 
on Target. I've had a really dry two years. But that, that's good, you know? Like, yeah. like, like some years are for maintaining. Mm-hmm. Some years are for pushing. This is right. not was yeah. not your year for pushing. It was no. your year to maintain. But I wanted to be part of today's uh, podcast recording because I want to hear all the book recs because I'm going to try to get out of my slump next year. And I've been Googling ways to do it. And I already knew all the answers, but... <laughs> We're going to start having reading parties. I swear to God, Michael. Okay. That would be great. And if actually. you try if you try to talk to me, I'm going to say, shut up. <laughs> I will guarantee that you need to take my phone away from me at the beginning of the party. Yes, we can put our phones like uh, somewhere else. I'll lock mm-hmm. them up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just watched another silly Christmas uh, w- before we started recording. We were talking about Hallmark movies, but I watched one where Melissa Joan Hart kidnapped a boy to take him home to the families for Christmas. And then they the family was doing this crazy thing where they all locked themselves in a cabin and locked up their phones. Huh. The Mario Lopez could not tell anyone that he had been kidnapped by Melissa Joan Hart. It sounds like a <laughs> horror movie. I know. And there's like, you know, like shenanigans, Danny Elfman music in the background the whole time. <laughs> Because it's just whittle Moissa Joan Hart. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so we can do that, Michael, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to get you reading. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Minus the kidnapping. No, that's required, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so I guess we can just go round. Just go round the circle. <clears throat> Christina, I know you read 60 books. I don't know if you want to just do the top ones or something, but. What? You don't want me to list all 60? Huh. You don't want Maybe me to just rapid fire real quick. <laughs> you don't want me to tell you about how I reread the Da Vinci Code last January? <laughs> I actually would love to hear about that. Do you want to start? <laughs> hey, man, I know some people have feelings about Dan Brown and my smart friends will say it's books written for dumb people to feel smart. And I'm here to say. Boy, these books do make me feel smart. (laughs) I feel like that's relatable. I I love like a stupid action adventure. So, well, I started off the year really strong with our Wildling Book Club book, Reach by Becky Robinson. Oh, yeah. Which I believe we all read. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yes. I've read it a couple times by now. Yeah, you have. You're well-versed. I am. Um, but I know exactly that- how to reach. <laughs> you do. Um, but yeah, Becky Robinson is such a talented um, and smart lady. Mm-hmm. And she's been on our podcast. She's a friend of the podcast. Um, she actually joined our book club um, oh, yeah. when we when we did it. And mm-hmm. that was really awesome. But yeah, Reach is a great book. offers you um, information about how to reach your target audience and get your book into the hands of readers. It it is really cool when what the book does is straight in the title. It's like, what is this? You're going to reach for your audience. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I I like that. That's such a great nonfiction choice too, because no matter what you do, that book is useful because it's literally just about making genuine connections with people. Oh yeah. It's way broader than just books. Mm -hmm. And we all, Mm -hmm, you know, we all do that all the time, but this is like, it really puts a good positive energy into what you're doing, whether you are trying to get an audience for a product or a book or just trying to add some depth to the connections you already have. It's pretty cool. The premise of reach is that Becky has four commitments to like long-term like marketing and networking. And I'm not gonna tell you all of them because you got to buy the book, but one of them is generosity, like 25% Mm -hmm. of your mindset of your commitment to marketing yourself should be generosity towards other people. God, I love that so much. That really resonated with me. Yeah, yeah, it's a great message. Okay, somebody else. Okay, say a book. 
Uh, last January, I read uh, one of my favorite nonfiction books of the year, although I had some really solid nonfiction choices this year. And I always do nonfiction in audio. I have a really hard time eye reading it unless it's like a memoir sometimes. You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People by Aubrey Gordon. She's one of my favorite podcasters. She does the podcast Maintenance Phase, which is about a similar concept debunking health myths. I really liked this book because like, I'm like a big girl. A lot of people would be like, sweetheart, you're not fat. And I'm like, but I just, I like to say, you know, I think I am fat. So just like, let me be fat. And like this book was for me sort of like my first introduction into like the way that the world is like not built for fat people mm -hmm. and like how trapped they are by society and the health system and their own brains. And like, yeah, yeah. it was just really uh, illuminating. And I highly recommend it to everyone, whether you identify as fat or not. That's nice, too, because there's a lot of people on social media, specifically TikTok, who spout a lot of stuff about health and wellness. And, like, mm -hmm. some of it has a, has a good message, but, like, there's a lot of stuff out there that's just confusing, and it's all from different angles. Mm -hmm. And that would be cool to read something specifically debunking all those myths that people are passing around. Totally. And yeah. it's worth noting, the audiobook is read by the author. Nice. That is my favorite thing. Uh, Christina, I'm just curious. When did that book come out? Let me tell you. Oh, it came out in 2023 and I read it in January of 2023. So it must have it. come out the day I read it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it came out two weeks before I read it. And I, I don't think I did that on purpose. I, I don't think I realized that when I was reading it. That's awesome. But oh, I love when my favorite podcasters write books. I love when they narrate their own audiobooks. Uh, it, it really shows me the way that like, if people like you enough, they'll they'll do anything you ask them to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. Mm -hmm. um, I think my next ones. Well, Mary Peyton, you want to go next? Sorry. Sure. <clears throat> I really just was so excited to talk about like this one new author that I found this year that I'm so excited about. And then I feel like I'm not going to have that much after that to talk about. <laughs> That's OK. But I'll bring out the big guns to start. So this I randomly picked up this book in a bookstore called Hell Followed With Us by Andrew Joseph White. And Ooh. I got it for the cover. And we'll post we'll post like something so that you guys can see too. But like it's just That's like beautiful. I remember you sharing that cover with us. That's really yeah. Cool. Just like crazy awesome cover. And to be honest, that's why I picked it up. Um Hell yeah. And then I just fell in love with this author. I think a lot of readers will relate to that the great feeling when you find a new author and then you have this like just like bank of books that you can read that you know you're gonna love. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I don't know about you, but that happens to me kind of like less and less as I get older. Mm -hmm. And so it be it's like even more magical now. It's also hard to to really reach out to like a new author. Like Mike, you were talking about be like reading your comfort stuff this year, you know? Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to really take a risk on a whole book with a new author. So it's a great feeling when it works out. Um, but anyways, he he writes a lot of different stuff, but these books specifically that I'm going to talk about, Hell Followed With Us and The Spirit Bears Its Teeth, are, I'd, I'd say, like, YA horror. We've been really vibing with YA horror lately, uh, yeah. maybe inspired by Jamie Zachariah's Lavender Speculation. Yes. But our 
upcoming wildling author book club pick is uh wilder girls by rory power which i think we both read a couple years back but that's mm -hmm. ya horror as well it's really it's like horror for people who don't want stephen king levels right yeah it's like i have always said that i don't like horror i don't like scary books and i think i've started to reach out a little bit into that genre into the ya part of it and i'm like actually i do love a lot of elements of horror like um, just the intensity that it gives you and I don't know, the same kind of great, uh, like you can't put it down, you know, like, like a thriller mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. A book where when you're doing other stuff, you're like only thinking about getting back to the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. What a good feeling. Yeah. These books are I definitely like that, that feeling. But Mary Payne, just knowing you and like your personality and stuff, I, I feel like YA horror is exactly your genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I so I'm glad you're not resisting it. Yeah. I think I'm figuring yourself. that out. Yeah, I'm figuring yeah. that out. And uh, see, um, if you just asked me, I would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> Grace already knew. She already knew. But yeah, I highly recommend these books. They um they also feature trans main characters. Hell yeah. And You'll love to there see is it. a lot of yeah, there is a lot of like body horror in it. So and there are trigger warnings for both of these books, which is great. Um so make sure you read that first. But like, they're both based in, like, one is a post-apocalyptic kind of world, and then one is, like, Victorian era. And, Ooh. man, mm, I, like I, that. I could not, honestly, could not love these books more. Highly recommend. Cool. Yeah. The the books that I read, I read a series, guys. You might Ooh. be surprised. Because I didn't really tell you about it as I was doing it. Oh. Um, but I was, let's say, inspired. It's Twilight, right? Oh my god, I've I knew you'd love Twilight. <laughs> you knew it the whole time. Um I was inspired to start this series by an edit I was working on, um, Blood and Brujeria. Oh yeah. Which is in the same kind of fantasy romance genre as the series. Um, A Court of Thorns and Oh Roses. my god, you oh. read the fairy porn. You read the fairy <gasps> I porn. Didn't know I know you were reading those. I, did. I read okay. Well, the wild thing is I listened to them, which Whoa. is always uh, a little bit, hits a little different. Oh, while, oh my God. while you're at work too, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so spicy. Our author, C.K. Fullerton, um, would reference the series a lot like in our meetings, and it's obviously become such a touchstone in the genre. Yeah. I felt like as I was editing, I was like editing through this like blind spot, having not read the books. Mm. So I did. Wow. And... Um, it actually, I mean, I get it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I get, I get it. Okay. Uh, I understand. I, There's so much plot, which <laughs> I was surprised by. And, I was like, what? Did you find that? Because I have a really hard time listening to fantasy. Did you find that you had an okay time following it? It was hard. I agree that it uh, like fantasy books in general are hard to just listen to because there's so many characters and it's like, like how do you spell are... that name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I did. It was a little bit hard, but because so much of my reading, I am I am listening to books these days yeah. way more than I have previously. That I've just had to push through that and like okay. train myself to be able to do it. Mm, so that's cool. Um, I think that yeah, and I thought it was a really fun series. Um, I think that. Sarah J. Mass is just the queen of the genre now. So okay, um, I have the first I, I book it. on my shelf, so I'll let you know when I get to it. Well, my baby brother was reading it in my house, and he had to excuse himself from like hanging out for like three hours. And when I say baby yeah. brother, he's like twenty five. Um, and 
he just came down silently and put oh. it silently in my hand and was like, let me know when you've read it. And I, like, oh, yeah. I still haven't. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll like it. I mean, it is extremely hetero, which, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's perfect, I guess. But um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I still I thought it was I thought it was really fun. And I mean, I, I listened to all of them. So it's not like I just listened to the first one and stopped. Okay, like, so I the was, cohesive like, I was plot. invested. Yeah. What is um? What is that other series that she got so famous for before? Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass. Did any of you read those? Yeah, I did. I did and too I, back when they were first Yeah, they were really out. fun. I liked yeah. them a lot. They were fun. Uh, yeah. I do wonder if I'd like them less now. <laughs> yeah. Because of all the heteroness. <laughs> right. But she does, she does do a great job of building the world through the series. So it's like, it definitely makes sense why people can't stop after the first book she does an excellent job of building the the tension through the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah that's good but after i read that i had to go as we've discussed back to the familiar and i did also reread our very favorite starless sea oh by mm-hmm. aaron morgan oh yeah i think we all that was one of my two for the year yeah hell yeah, yeah i read yeah. it too i don't mm-hmm. I'm looking at my list. I'm. It took me so long to finish it that I just have no idea when I finished it. I feel like it should count that, that I reread one part of that, the party scene, like four uh, times. Oh, yeah. Yes, God. <laughs> you know, oh God. I'd finish it and I'd just go back like 10, 12 pages and I'd read it again. Oh, oh, I so, love that so horny for a hot man whispering stories in my ear. You have no idea. <laughs> but it, it has to be. It's the, it's, We call this the Steve Buscemi test when we watch movies where it's like, some hot guy, this character I fan cast as Colin Farrell. Um, Colin Farrell comes up behind you in a dark room and whispers sweet nothings in your ear. Hot. The test is, if Steve Buscemi does that, is it still hot? <laughs> <laughs> the answer, I think, is no. I know. I don't yeah. think his voice would give, you know, hot and True. steamy. <laughs> so this is hot privilege. <laughs> it is. For sure. Yeah, right. if someone did that to me at a party, I would be ring shopping on my phone by the time the story was over. Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, well, we're getting married now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, my next book that I I'm only I'm still only in January of last year, but I don't have to say them all, and I won't. But three uh, uh, hours later, <laughs> <laughs> another book that I loved last year that really surprised me was "This Is How You Lose the Time War" by Max mm. Gladstone and Amal El Motar. It is like one of those books, the opposite of The Da Vinci Code, where I was like, I don't think I'm smart enough for this. Um, It was like a little abstract for me. Y'all know that I can be pretty like literal. And so the whole time I was like slightly just like I was like grass. I was like, please, I I want to hold on to this story, please. (laughs) So it was like very poetic and abstract. But it was this beautiful love story, like through all of time. It's these two girls who are fighting on opposite sides in the time war. Mm -hmm. And so the abstraction really comes from the setting, you know, Um, and it was so beautiful. And even though I'm a silly, oh, don't swear on this podcast, even though I'm (laughs) a little dumb, I did keep my grasp on this story the whole time. And you can, too. (laughs) And it was totally worth it. That sounds awesome. I want to read that one. It does. It was beautiful. Um, okay, let's see. What else do we have? I mean, I definitely read like a few craft books. I read, well, we we all read for the book club Steering the Craft mm-hmm. by Ursula K. Le Guin. I also read Intuitive Editing by Tiffany Yates Martin. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to read that one. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, 
that one was mostly about like how to self edit. So I definitely recommend that to authors specifically because it's like, how do you edit your whole book before you start querying and mm-hmm. stuff like that? You know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I read Story Structure, The Key to Successful Fiction by William Bernhardt. We also read Save the Cat. That was recent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Save the Cat. I love that one. And I had the misfortune of Grace being in the middle of editing my novel when we read this book. And then she <laughs> sent me my, she sent me my edit and was like, where's the other half of this narrative? And I was like, I... <laughs> I don't I don't know where it went I'm so sorry (laughs) that was I think a beautiful timing because I was like Christina's book is gonna be awesome (laughs) (laughs) once we save this cat Um, it's gonna be awesome (laughs) yes and that's it's save the cat writes a novel yes Mm -hmm. because the original one was about screenwriting Yes. Uh, so Jessica Brody wrote uh, the the novel version of that. Mm-hmm. And so that was really great, too. We, and I'm so excited that like all of our authors read that, too, because... God, it's good. Uh, it's so good. A couple of the books that I read this year are sort of carryovers from last year. Like, I didn't finish them last year. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just didn't happen. But mm-hmm. I was like, I love these books, and I... I simply must finish them. One of them was The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that book is so – that was one – I think that was either tied for or my very favorite book in, like, 2020 maybe. Yeah. I lo- it's such a surprising book. Every page I was like, what on earth is happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was really good. I had started – you're reading that book. And so I think that that kind of messed me up a little bit mm, because that is. was earlier in my audiobook mm-hmm. kind of training. And so I um, had a hard time kind of keeping up. Yeah. There's a lot going and on. It is the kind of book. book where because so much is going on, like I definitely remember being like, wait, 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 what are we doing? And going back like three pages to be like, oh, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, ha- I I also got the print version. And so I sort of did a nice. combo attack of listening and and reading with my eyes. Um, and I thought that was very effective. And yeah, that, uh, I finally finished it. Yeah, that book is um, has been sitting on my nightstand for like a Mike, it's crazy. Year. You'll love it. And it's it. like, when you go to read again, this is the book you're reading. And it's sitting on my nightstand like, read, bitch. You know <laughs> I mean? Like, pick this book up. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, you, you know, by now, we have read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I... Every year I become like less easily surprised by books. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this one, every single page, I was not only surprised, but shocked and confused. Yeah, that yeah, was me too. That was probably my number one thing that I loved about it was the same exact thing that you just said that yeah. I am I'm rarely surprised in the actual surprise way. Like books can yeah. surprise me in the way that I as a reader kind of expect, you know, the, an mm-hmm. arc to happen or something like that. And that book was yeah. just mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that book has one of the strongest, best hooks of any book of all time. The book starts on the first page. It's like, Anna, I screamed running through the woods. Wait, who's Anna? Why am I running through the woods? What am I doing here? And you're like, I I don't know, man. What are you <laughs> yeah, doing? I just got here. here. <laughs> it's like, you know exactly as much as the main character and he knows nothing. Yeah. He knows less than nothing. <laughs> it's really wild. The other book that I had not finished and maybe... I feel really bad about admitting this. This is a total confession right now. Um, But that I did finally finish was The House in the Cerulean Sea (gasps) by T.J. Clune. Did you burst into tears? 
Yes, I the happy I wept. Yes. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Um, we had seen TJ Clune at a um, oh. a book event hosted by Fountain Bookstore here in Richmond. What an incredible human. Yeah. yeah, truly. And so that really inspired me to just, you know, yeah. finish that finish that book. And it was so worth it and so good. Talk about a surprise. Uh, like that whole book is like so sweet and you just feel so comforted by it and then when you get to the resolution and it's like even beautifuler than you could have imagined i literally yes. i was just like doing laundry and then all of a sudden i was like oh god oh, oh, so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah tj clune yes. is a great um like palate cleanser between the ya horror that mm-hmm. i read mm-hmm. so i um i i'm currently in the middle of reading in the lives of puppets by tj did we did we all buy that at that event that was his new oh, book yeah. at that event, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very good. Highly recommend. And only TJ Klune could make me cry about robots and their feelings. I, know. I just. I know. <laughs> it's just like. Such a talent. Wait, haven't you seen Wally? Oh, true. Okay. <laughs> true, true. Similar vibes, except a lot more. Uh, a little more. Nuance. A lot more going on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Christina, hit us with another one. Okay. One book I loved last year, surprising in like a totally different way, was called Food of the Gods by, uh, by Terrence McKenna. And it was about an anthropological look at the history of like drug use in humans. Like oh, not, not like ecstasy at the club, but the kind that like grow out of the earth that humans have been using for recreation and health and spiritualism for since forever. So wow. it was very, very very illuminating talking about how naturally existing like drugs have maybe even like changed like the human consciousness over the years. Wow. So it was it, it definitely this man, Terrence McKenna is like big hippie energy. I love him. <laughs> so if you, if you like aren't out here for like a little bit of like scientific speculation, maybe not for you, but I found it to be extremely cool. Interesting topic. My favorite books of the year, and I'm cheating because you might have noticed I said books because it was a series and I like blasted through them. So I have no idea what happens in each book, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it was Blurry. it was the Three Dark Crowns series by Kendari Blake. Like like we were talking about like that, that sort of like old feeling from when you were a kid of being like so enraptured in a fantasy world. And like so delighted by it and like just constantly thinking about how you can get back, how you can get out of math class and back into this fantasy world. That's how I felt reading it the whole time. I've been calling it like feminist Game of Thrones because it's like very much like a fight for the throne. But all of the characters are women. The men are accessories. They don't even like it's like these queens fighting for the throne. The kings don't even get to be kings. They're called king consorts. Like they're not... (laughs) No question as to who's in power here. Um, so it's extremely fierce, extremely cool. I think it's YA, but like it does not, uh, it does not hold its punches. There's murder. <laughs> you gonna see some murder? Yeah. How many books are in the series? There's four books in the main series. It's three dark crowns. Oh god, this the title. I maybe could have. The titles confuse me. One dark throne. Um, four dark rain. Two. Oh, sorry. Two dark rains. Five, and then five dark fates. <laughs> And then I've also read the um, there's two like novellas. I mean, it's in like one book, but it's two novellas um, that come after it called The Queens of Fenburn that I also read. It's like 200 pages for the both of them. 
Wow. So that's how you know I really liked it is because I went seeking the additional. I don't think I've ever been like, let me read that novella that she wrote after. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I did. I was like, tell me more. Couldn't get enough. Yeah. That's great. I kind of rounded out the year with a couple banned books. Yeah. Um, I somehow missed the train years and years ago when The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas came oh out. Oh, my God. God, what an, a beautiful, terrible book. Truly. Yeah. Uh, another one that made me weep. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I, I love that book. That main character, I don't remember her name, but I just want to wrap her up and feed her cookies. Like, I yeah, just want too. her to be safe and happy. I know. Me too. Protect, protect her at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved that book. I laughed. I cried. Hard read, but obviously, like, super necessary yeah. and worth it. Mm-hmm. So if you, like me, didn't read that book when it was all the craze, yeah. it is still all the craze, and <laughs> you should read it. And then I also just finished last week, Out of Darkness <gasps> by Ashley Hope Perez. Grace, what did you think? Oh, my God. It wrecked me. I was going to ask you. It, it wrecked would. you. Yeah. Good books should destroy it you. <laughs> it did. I was destroyed. Man. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even really explain it. In a way that will make sense. Yeah. It's just, it, the way that it starts, another book with, with a very compelling hook um, kind of starts out, you know, that a school has exploded. God. Um, so that's how, mm-hmm. that's the opening image, if you a will. A hook, uh, the best uh-huh. hook. Yeah. God. And then you kind of go back and it's like, how do we get here? But I love that. I thought that the, I thought that the finale was going to just be that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be that moment. And I guess it kind of was, but it, it, it it definitely there's a lot that happens after that yeah um so Ugh. yep it yep i loved it but i also it may be so sad um but it was beautiful yeah. though so thank you for that recommendation mary Payne. no problem that yeah it was so good i swallowed that book whole like just absolutely yeah. ate that up so hell yeah. Was, yeah yeah and i also happened to find it in a little free library Ooh, so that's like i love that's that the best mm-hmm love that a band book that i read this year was life as a unicorn a journey from shame to pride and everything in between by amrao el Qadi, and it is the memoir of an iraqi drag queen so you can like imagine that there are some complications there and it was such a fun read like um reading it as like through my editor lens, like the grammar was imprecise and the language was like very over the top. So it kind of felt like your gay best friend telling you a story. Aww, <laughs> you nice. know what I mean? I like it. Yeah. it wasn't yeah. like distracting. It was actually like extremely tonally appropriate. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, just like a lot of really, a, a lot of really crazy conflicts between those two cultures. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's about the author exploring their the intersection of those two identities because, like, for a long time they tried to keep them separate, and that's just like not good for you as an individual. Yeah, yeah. yeah I um, that reminds me about the book Gender Queer, which is the number one banned book in the U.S. Just by the title, it's like no yes. surprise there. <laughs> well, uh, most people who ban books don't actually read the book, so it makes sense that if it has yeah. a strong title like that, it will. Hey. Um, They'll Queer gender? Not here. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um it's also a graphic novel. It's it's not um it's not YA, it's not a kid's book, but because it's graphic novel, I think a lot of like parents who aren't reading the books are like, 
oh my god there's pictures this must be for children how can this be for children Mm, um i see which is just so infuriating but um it's a beautiful story it's just the author's um autobiography about figuring out their gender and where they fit inside and outside the, the spectrum and like you know i consider myself learning all the time about gender and the new way like the different ways that people identify and that book still taught me so much about what it can mean to someone to really look for and find their identity. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love I that. I really want to yeah. read that one. Yeah. Me too. And I we love a graphic novel. I don't think I read a single graphic novel this year, but I love them. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it also makes it easier to read because, you know, you get through it a little faster too. So that helps. Oh, yeah. You're like, I read a million books this year and they're all just like comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I remember trying to hit my 100 book goal last year and I was like, I'm going to reread Wayside School again. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love those books. Mm-hmm. Not a banned book for reasons that will become quite obvious, but um, one book that I loved this year. Sorry to do this. The Age of Cage, Four Decades of Hollywood <laughs> Through One Singular Career by Keith Phipps is a biography of Nicolas Cage's career. The author right at the beginning is like, I'm not touching his personal life. You already have an opinion about that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've been over the past couple of years, I've become quite obsessed with Nicolas Cage. I just think he's like such an interesting actor. And this book really lays it all out, like encapsulates my thesis of Nicolas Cage being one of the most controversial actors of all time, but it's because of his like dedication to exploring the craft of acting. And I truly feel that way. He's in on the joke, guys. Like he's just he's just playing. Yeah. I feel like he has <laughs> yeah. to be in on the joke this far into his career. He like, is. He, he's oh, he's very self-aware. And if you see if you watch his like more recent films, I think that starts to come out a lot more people are trying mm-hmm. people are finally starting to figure out like exactly what kind of roles he thrives in i just saw him oh my god this is not a movie recommendation podcast but i just saw him in the a24 movie dream scenario so good oh, everyone yeah. starts having dreams him everyone starts having dreams with him in it everyone oh. in the world so he becomes famous because everyone's like dreaming about him yeah hmm. yeah it's a24 wildness so if you like nicholas cage i highly recommend that book so readable so interesting did you listen to that one or did you? I, I actually, I read that one because I, well, when I, so I think it was 2020 or maybe 2021. I was trying to watch all the Nick Cage movies. Mm-hmm. I still have like 10 left <laughs> <laughs> out of like 125. How annoying is that? But um, I asked the author, I was like, hey, can I have a comp copy? Because I know how publishing works and I know you could just put one in the mail to me. And he was like, oh yeah, sure. And then he never sent it. <laughs> Aww. But but then Aww. I but then I found it in a little free library because they're like magic. Whatever you're looking for, it gives you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, very cool. Thanks for letting me gush about Nick Cage a little bit. <laughs> yes. So a book that I am, I'm gonna count. I'm not well. I there's still time in the month. I could finish it. Probably won't. <laughs> um, but I just started reading yesterday, so I'm only like 30 pages in. A book gifted to me. By Christina. <gasps> oh, the Keepers, that's one of my favorite books of Alice all time. Martin. I feel like it's going to be kind of rough to follow Out of Darkness with the go- Dove Keepers. Cause I'm just going to be like an emotional wreck, but I'm just going to ride this wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know? that's very that's Alice Hoffman. Um, a lot of your moms have probably read a lot of her books. I love her. She wrote Practical Magic, which we all love. Um, and yeah, that's another book where it's like men 
Who needs them? <laughs> <laughs> That's the energy we're going into 2024 with, honestly. Well, except for the Amen. Romans. The Roman army is coming to murder all of us. But besides that, men, who needs them? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's what I'm rounding out the year anyway. with. <laughs> anyway. I give that book to all my girlfriends because I'm. it's like uh, the way that the women in this book feel about each other, that's how I feel about you. Aww. <laughs> that's beautiful. So if I haven't gifted you that and you're a woman, it's coming. <laughs> it's a coming. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? Um, a couple of final shout outs from me. I really loved Been There, Done That, Arousing History of Sex by Rachel Feltman, another podcaster who published a book. So I already loved her. She read her own um, audio book. And, you know, if you want to learn way too much about the history of sex throughout like all animals, this is the book for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I also read, you know, not for nothing, I read The Woman in Me by Britney Spears, which I found to be very illuminating and interesting. And I'm very, like, proud of her for, like, taking this next step in her career. And I will follow her wherever she wants me to. I just got that audiobook. It's read by Michelle Williams, but I haven't uh, started it yet. I will. You're going to love it. I mean, a lot of people have been like, isn't it so basic? Like, isn't it so boring and basic? And I'm like... I don't first of all, I don't think it's boring. And second of all, like I think that the fact that the language feels kind of basic makes me think she might have written it herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's better because when, than it obviously being ghostwritten. Yeah, when you're reading like who's some idiot? Like uh I, I might the first <laughs> instance like is a Matthew pick. Christina. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna pick? say Matthew Perry's memoir and I can't because he died. No. <laughs> um if you're reading some idiot celebrities memoir and they're using sat words you're like i know you didn't write this man i mm-hmm. wouldn't use this word like yeah. so i thought it so was, was really hers more like more like dear diary submissions like that style of like voice i think that maybe people who like read a lot of memoirs are like mm-hmm. this feels like um a flavor it's like a standard memoir but maybe mm-hmm. it's just because like i don't care about people enough to usually read memoirs i mm-hmm. i cared right. so much what she had to say Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. I think it's so important for everyone who has ever taken any part in like back in the day, like making fun of her when she was having her mental problems or like mm-hmm. any kind of like sexist language against her. Like, I really think that we owe it to her to like let her tell her side of the story, because like I learned a lot about how she perceived her whole kind of like fall from grace and her entrapment in her um, mm-hmm. conservatorship and I, I just think it's really important to hear her side of the story if you've been engaging with the story at all let her tell mm-hmm. you yeah yes and my last book that I'm going to recommend this year lol it was called raw dog the naked truth <laughs> about hot dogs by Jamie Loftus what? Oh. And I, I know what you're thinking <clears throat> there's only one no you don't there's <laughs> <laughs> Now she does. (laughs) There's only one chapter where she goes into too much detail about how hot dogs get made. And she gives you so much warning to skip that. It's really Mm -hmm. about this one woman driving across the country to sample hot dog, like crappy hot dogs. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Grace, she has a chapter about what's it called? Texas Tavern in Roanoke. Yeah. Really? Mm Yeah. Yeah. I'm famous. <laughs> I was waiting for her to come to City Dog in Richmond. And then yeah. she, I guess she couldn't mention every little stop. But it's this one girl traveling across the country during the pandemic with 
slowly breaking up with her boyfriend and eating oh so many hot dogs. <laughs> you know, I can get behind that. Honestly, the American story, you know, right it, there. It's yeah. such an American story. Like, she did this of her own volition. She's a, a funny podcaster that I love, again. And it's like a look at the at the story of America through this journey. And That's I promise cool. it's just that one chapter that'll make you feel sick. Um, the rest of it is very much like self she's like i had 10 hot dogs in my tummy and i was ready to party and you're like oh <laughs> things i've never said so i highly recommend that one if you oh, cool. are interested in hot dogs <laughs> i'll let y'all guess what my least favorite food is pizza is it hot dogs oh after it's hot dogs after pizza. pizza actually it's a good actually no you're right it's a tie, tie. <laughs> honestly pizza. the pizza we need trauma to... just just so listeners don't think you're insane yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's <laughs> right. trauma connected we need to we need to cut that part out because no one would follow us anymore if they know about you mike <laughs> just, we can't trust him no. <laughs> yeah all right y'all beautiful i think that the books that we all read in 2023 were very excellent yeah 2023 for me was a year of like finishing books and like I don't think I had any DNFs. That's awesome. And so, yeah, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, Hell it yeah. was a great year for books. We should probably mention before we wrap up that, ooh, did I really? Hold on. I'm so sorry. I was looking at my DNFs. <laughs> I'm like, did I DNF this many? I did. Oh, I DNF like five ooh, books this ooh. year. That's fine. That's okay. Um, We should probably mention that this is going to be How Do I Book's last episode for a while. Mm-hmm. We're going on a hiatus. I think that we all really love this podcast and have like excitement about bringing it back sometime. But um, hey, man, if you don't make podcasts, let me tell you, it takes time. Yeah, we need a <laughs> we need a nap, like collectively, yeah. mentally, time is, spiritually. Time is not a currency that we like all have in excess right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going on hiatus. We hope to bring it back. We love this podcast, and we've heard a lot from listeners about how it brings them value. And we hope that there's like enough content out there already for y'all to be able to pull some value from it. And if there's any subject matter that you wish we had explored further, or if there's like any lingering questions where you were like, oh, I really hoped they would answer this next season, feel free to reach out to us at Wildling Press. You can DM us, hello at wildlingpress.com, get lost in Mike C of his inbox. He'll forward it to me. Um, but like definitely just reach out if you have any like questions or concerns about this but yeah for the time being it's just for like our mental health as individuals and kind of like the health of the company to prioritize elsewhere Mm -hmm. it's not you sweetie mommy and daddy (laughs) just need to spend some time thinking about (laughs) our priorities (laughs) I'm feeling triggered we love you very much we do yeah we love you no matter what yeah so thanks to everyone who's been listening so far um we don't have a plan for coming back except for that our plan is to really hopefully someday bring this back yeah yes Mm -hmm. for sure But in the end, this leaves us more time to create more awesome books for y'all to be reading from Wildling Press and to read better books next year. And that's how you book. This episode was produced and edited by me, Grace Ball. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton at Negative Selections on Instagram. Please check the show notes for a link to the books mentioned on this episode. Visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com. 